Aloha, everybody. Mm, I would love to be in Hawaii having an avocado and some mango. That sounds amazing right now. It is raining here in Charleston, but sometimes I love the rain because it just gives me permission to take a chill pill for a second. So hope this podcast finds you well today. And I'm talking on a subject that has changed my life and I really hope it inspires and changes yours. So I love these few quotes I came across about daily habits that get across exactly what I'm trying to say. This one's by Randy Gage. You don't create your future. You create your daily habits and they create your future. Daily habits lead to long-term growth. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. John Maxwell Successful after successful people have just said the same thing consistently. It's not motivation. That gets you started, but it's your habit. It's your consistency that keeps you going. Your success isn't based on what you do on the days that you have a lot of energy and you have that motivation. Your long-term growth and success, whatever that means for you in your life, is based on what you do on the days when you don't want to show up. In my fitness classes, I'll say sometimes just simply showing up can be the hardest because so often we make that commitment to ourselves. We sign up for the class or we set our New Year's resolution or we set our goals. But the question is, do you hold yourself accountable and show up for yourself consistently day in and day out? That is what brings results. That's what brings fruit into your life. So today I want to ask you, what are your daily habits? What do you do consistently every single day? Well, for most of us, it looks something like wake up, turn off your alarm, brush your teeth, turn on the coffee pot, get dressed, drive to work, work all day, drive home, maybe work out, eat dinner, get in bed. Sometimes we can even feel like that's our autopilot. That's exactly what we do every single day. Those are daily habits we do consistently that we don't even have to think about it. So I'm asking you, and if you have a journal or you want to really hone in on this, write it down. What is your autopilot? What's so wild to me is that our brain also lives on autopilot. Think of your brain as a garden and your thoughts are either nourishing the garden or killing it. But most of us are so accustomed to one way of thinking that we don't even realize we have a dying garden or that our garden could grow and go up and down and side to side and have a maze and all these different things. But because we're so stuck in our circle or our narrow tunnel that our our garden is just what it is it's either dying or it's exactly as it is and there's no more colors that are being added to it. So often we question our happiness or our career without really realizing it is our God-given power to create it all, to grow an insanely beautiful garden or not. That is up to you. I love the quote that talks about how people will pray for cake and God gives them all the ingredients and the materials and the tools to make this cake. 
and holding the tools in their hand. They keep praying, God, give me a cake. God, give me a cake. And they start to get so frustrated, not even realizing that God gives us exactly what we need to get what we are praying for. But we have to be willing to work for it. Just like the quote of someone in the water and they're drowning, drowning, and they're praying, God, save me, God, save me. And a boat drives by and says, hey, get in my boat, I'll help you. And they're like, no, no, God's going to save me. Another boat comes by, hey, get in my boat, I'll help you. No, no, God's going to save me. And then they end up getting to heaven and they say, God, why didn't you save me? And he said, well, I sent you two boats, you didn't get in them. Right? I love that quote. And also, I found that if I pray to God to move a mountain, I must be prepared to wake up next to a shovel. You have the power within you to create the life you want. You've been given the tools and the gifts, or they're out there for you to grab. Stop pointing the finger at everyone else. Stop searching for a person or material thing to make you happy because they or it never will learn that truth right now a big fancy house won't make you happy an amazing husband won't make you happy now no they can add to your happiness and quality of life having money can definitely add to your quality of life but they aren't the root of your happiness my roots are rooted deep down in God and the then the ability within me to create the life I want and be the change I want to see you don't like your culture at work work Well, you are a part of it. Show up and be what you want to see or find a new job. Let's not beat around the bush for five plus years and find ourselves in the exact same unhappy place. In my newsletter I sent out last month, I sent this book that is just amazing. It's a book you have to reread. It's called What You Think of Me is None of My Business by Terry Cole Whitaker. Beep, beep, get on my newsletter because I always send out the best recommendations. I'll put the link in my podcast notes today. But one thing I love that she wrote is to split a pa- your page into three parts. So th- two lines down the middle, you have three columns. One, your dissatisfactions in life. Write it all out. What are your dissatisfactions in your work, in your spiritual life, in your exercise world I always talk about fitness because that's my world but in your relationships in your friendships like write it all out then next to every single one write down what do I want you got to get clear what do you want in the next column you write your action to take then on the next page she writes accept what you want and accept that you have it affirmations so you write out affirmations that say I accept that this is what I want and I accept that this is what I have because what we have isn't because of anyone else we have to accept that this is our own life and we can take control of it so you write out I'm unhappy at work I accept that I am unhappy at work I accept that I want to live in a working environment that is happy and exciting and does a lot in the community, blah, 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 blah. So you write all those affirmations out. Then you have it to look on and go for. You create a vision in your life. 
But you have to get quiet and you have to really ask yourself, like, when is the last time you said, what am I dissatisfied in life? Okay, what do I want in life? Okay, what's my action to take? You're always going to have an excuse. There, It's always, well, it's not the right time or that workout class doesn't work for me. It's like, well, there is a 5 a.m. one I could go to, but I need to get sleep. The question is, how badly do you want it? Are you willing to go there to have what you want? Going there, I'm putting in quotes, means willing to sacrifice. If you want to be consistent and you love this one workout instructor, but the only time you can go is 5 a.m., you'll get up at 4 in the morning and you'll make it work. Stop pointing the finger. Stop making excuses. Stop saying you can't have the life of your dreams. You can write it out start taking small steps in that direction that's your nightly homework put your phone down journal it out let's freaking go okay now back to our habits your habits can relate to your actions to take because your dissatisfactions may be small things that just changing a habit could help out So I listened to an amazing series called The Habits of Happiness by Rick Warren. I'll link the first one in the show notes, but if you just look it up in YouTube, there's eight videos and they will change your life. I highly, highly recommend them. If you watch one a night, it'll take you like a week to do it. Take notes because it's so good. So he talks about the five laws of happiness. One, don't look for happiness. Create it. Happiness is a choice. Two, happiness isn't a goal. It's the result of living, the result of acting. Making happiness the goal won't make you happy. Three, my habits create my happiness. Four, happiness based on happenings is temporary, but happiness based on habits is long term. Five, Happy habits are as addicting as bad habits. One, definitely controversial. Happiness is a choice. I've heard a lot of people say, stop saying happiness is a choice or this or that. And to be honest, I agree with it. I think it is a a choice. We can't decide the cards we are dealt in life, but we can decide how we are going to play them. Two, happiness isn't a goal. It's the result of living the result of acting. It's the result of your habits, of your mind, of the fruit and garden that you are planting. Your habits create your happiness. Steve Jobs said, in the first 30 years of your life, you make your habits. And in the last 30 years of your life, your habits make you. You'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret to success is found in your daily routine. Rick Warren's fourth law, happiness based on happenings is temporary, but happiness based on habits is long-term. So the happenings is your external environment. It's things that are constantly changing. It's material things. Happiness based on that bag you bought. Yeah, you may feel happy that day. Oh, I love this bag, but it's temporary. It's fleeting. Happiness based on your habits, something you do every day that you know brings you joy in your life. That's long term. 
And I can attest to his law number five. Happy habits are as addicting as bad habits. And it's true. About two years ago, I decided, and I think that's when I watched this series, I decided I'm changing my habits because I want to change my life. So I did it. I started a morning routine and I just said, I am committing to this morning routine. There's some days where I wake up at 4.30 a.m. just to get my morning routine in, but for a reason. So at first, you probably hear me say that and you think, wow, Julia's just so crazy, blah, 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 blah. And it's not, it's it's crazy at first. I mean, it was crazy for me. I didn't want to wake up that early. I didn't want to set my alarm that early. But then as I started doing it and feeling my life change, feeling more peace in my heart, feeling more gratitude for all that I have, just feeling more joy in my everyday life, I crave my morning routine. I truly crave it because of the peace and joy I know it brings into my day. The days I don't do it, I'm scattered. I'm more anxious. I feel different. My New Year's resolution for 2022, one of them, scroll down because I do a podcast on them, is consistency over perfection. Rome wasn't built in a day. Remember that. Doing small things daily compound. That's why I don't want to work out for two hours one day and call it a week. I want to exercise daily for a shorter amount of time to see results, to create the habit. I don't want to restrict all this food in order to feel like I'm being healthy. I want to eat clean 80-20. Consistency over being perfect. And that also allows room for grace and for love. So, where do you begin? Well, you have to start somewhere. So, start today and start slow. I recommend that for the next month, you add in one habit that will bring you joy and or better your life. So some examples of different habits you could add in morning or evening gratitude journaling. I know the in thing is your morning routine, which I do think it helps being in the morning because it kind of sets your mind for your day, but not everyone's a morning person. Yours might be a nightly routine. You have to figure out what works in your own life. Don't compare it to anybody else. Maybe it's an evening walk outside with your phone to separate work from enjoyment. Maybe it's morning sunlight or fresh air during the day, reading before bed, a midday dance party, saving your money monthly or weekly. Walk around the grocery store, not through the aisles. Watch that YouTube video or do the course you've been wanting for an hour every night. Stand or in, at your desk instead of sit. Take the elevator instead of the, stair, the stairs. Eat one salad a day. Maybe floss your teeth. <laughs> I should have really started with the flossing habit. That probably would have been better for me. But anyway, whatever it is that you choose... Those are just a few examples. There's a million. So you really need to look at what you need in your life. Now, just do that one habit you've chosen every day. Remember, it's a daily habit for the next month. See how it goes. Maybe it didn't stick. Okay, do it for the second month. Maybe that habit went great and you can add in another one for month two. Commit to it. And you can even choose a specific time of day that you'll do it every single day. I even set a daily reminder on my phone. You can literally say this to your iPhone. 
Hey Siri, set a reminder every day at 7 a.m. for me to write down three things I'm grateful for. Okay, your reminder is set starting tomorrow, 7 a.m. I love the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. He expresses the importance of being specific. He says the first law of behavior change is to make it obvious. The two most common cues are time and location. Creating an implementation intention is a strategy you can use to pair a new habit with a specific time and location. This formula is I will blank, that's a behavior, at blank time in blank location. I will behavior at time in location. Habit stacking is a strategy you can use to pair a new habit with a current habit. The habit stacking form formula is after I, current habit, I will, new habit. For example, after I turn on the coffee pot, I will pray. After I floss my teeth, I will have a mini dance party. After I put on my pajamas, I will tell myself one thing that I love about my body. You know, so that point is that you already are in a habit or in a routine. So why not make it easier and add in something in your brain to be like, oh, after I do this, I'm adding in this. And then that will become your autopilot as well. James also makes an important note in his book that progress takes time. He says this is one of the core reasons why it is so hard to build habits that last. People make a few small changes, fail to see a tangible result, and decide to stop. You think, I've been running every day for a month, so why can't I see any change in my body? Once this kind of thinking takes over, it's easy to let good habits fall by the wayside. But in order to make a meaningful difference, habits need to persist long enough to break through this plateau, what I call the plateau of latent potential. If you find yourself struggling to build a good habit or break a bad one, it is not because you have lost your ability to move. It is often because you have not yet crossed the plateau of latent potential. Complaining about not achieving success despite working hard is like complaining about an ice cube not melting when you heated it from 25 to 31 degrees. Your work was not wasted. It is just being stored. All the apps action happens at 32 degrees. When you finally break through the plateau of latent potential, people will call it an overnight success. The outside world only sees the most dramatic event rather than all that preceded it, but you know that it's the work you did long ago when it seemed that you weren't making any progress that makes the jump today possible. All things come from small beginnings. My last little part from James Clear is I love how he talks about oftentimes we're not lacking in motivation or even energy. We're lacking in creating a system, which is why he gave us those two formulas that I had just said. 
We can all have goals. Successful and unsuccessful people both have goals. The goal's always been there. It was only when successful people implemented a system of continuous small improvements that they achieved a different outcome. So if we can start to put systems into place, our life is elevated. And if you don't, you will continue to live and think the exact same way you live and think right now. If that's what you want, then coolio. But if there's more for you, let this daily habit idea sink in and then give it all you have and slowly add habits every month. Keep the consistency. One month doesn't change your life, but habits that persist long enough will break through the plateau of latent potential. Just to inspire you a little bit and tell you what I've been doing. So for the past two years, since I listened to that series, The Habits of Happiness, the habits I have put into practice are every year I have my morning quiet time. I sit down with my coffee and my favorite red heart mug, and I write down in my orange colorful flowered journal three things I'm grateful for. I read my Bible, even if it's just one verse of scripture. Sometimes I journal a little bit, And I always pause to pray. Usually that time guides me to encourage someone in my life. Send someone a text that I'm thinking of them or scripture. Just encouragement if I know they're going through something. This practice has transformed my life and definitely my mind. Also, no gossip. This one I'm still working on. It's been up and down, but it's a habit I'm extremely aware of. Just being aware of our words and the power that they have. I have a whole podcast episode on it, so listen to that one. No phone in the bedroom. I actually got a hatch alarm clock, and I plug in my phone in my bathroom. So every morning, I have to get up and turn off my alarm, which gets me out of bed. And Forrest doesn't mind it because they have nice wake-up sounds. And then when I get in bed, I'm not scrolling through Instagram or looking at a bright screen, which makes me not able to sleep. I'm reading or sometimes I watch TV with Forrest. And every time I hear my brain speaking fear or doubt, I say out loud, fear not for I am with you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand every single time. And guess what? That's become a habit to grow a beautiful garden in my mind and to not kill my garden. Habits that I hope to develop are walking after dinner because I have a sensitive stomach and I think that would really help not to just sit and to start speaking positive affirmations to my body. My body is good. My body is beautiful. And that one came about because I'm currently doing a virtual book club about body shame and everyone's just talking about it. And I know when I have children, I want to make sure they hear me speaking positively over myself. So that's it from me this week, guys. I hope this can encourage you to maybe buy James Clear book, to watch the habits of happiness, and to start creating the life that you dream of. To close out that quote by John C. Maxwell, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you can rate and review my podcast and please send it to someone you think this could encourage. I appreciate you spreading the word. Ciao.